Okay, welcome to session two of our Fate of Midgard Southlands game. Um, I am your game master, Porter, and tonight we have Aaron and Tiffany. Aaron, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Aaron, and I play Eleanor Westergaard, an infiltrating glamorous diplomat with venom in her veins. Um, other aspects include fantastical facades, Westergaard blood legacy, Hunter on a 250-year sabbatical, and my gear aspect is his dagger, which is actually a vampiric dagger that was stabbed into me. 250 years ago. Yes. <laughs> All right, Tiffany. I'm Tiffany. I play Mira Barkridge. My high concept is well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. Um, my trouble is anything for a deal. Uh, my following aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist hobbyist. I am the caretaker of the figs. And my two gear aspects are the earth song pendant and the staff of four seasons. Okay. And because we are, we are crossing a minor milestone here, um, and doing a full refresh, if either of you want to change any make a slight modification to any of your aspects that are not your high concept you can do that now i'm good thank you i think mine are pretty solid all right so uh and uh, just as a reminder this is based on this game is based on fate accelerated using uh playtesting my fate fantasy adventure rules and it is set in the world of midgard by Cobalt press so Go buy their books, because they're rad. Midgard is an incredible setting, and the Southlands especially so. So, uh, getting started, how about, um, I'd love for the two of you to give a quick recap of what you remember from our opening session last time. What really stands out to you? Well, I think we, uh, handedly dispatched our pursuing, but no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it went terribly. <laughs> <laughs> we ran. Uh, we were on our way to deliver the uh, 12 figs from the oasis to our contact, High Priestess Nefrini, and we were set upon by um, what seemed like low-level bandits, and then it turned out they were, Weird. I guess, usurped by bigger and more powerful um <laughs> tiger folk tiger <laughs> <Weird tigers. laughs> to be tiger fair they were low level low level thugs they just had big big uh they were just the help for the big the big guns yeah the hired guns were there and then the bosses showed up and took over the scene and um and we hightailed it and uh oh that, poor donovan that... our camel oh he had a bad poor day. donovan Donovan at a, he just didn't have the stuff to, to stand up in that scenario. <laughs> and um, our negotiation tactics fell sorely short. We ran and to our best efforts. I transformed um, us into cat people. That's true. We Not for nothing, a, <laughs> um, a very convincing uh, glamour disguise on uh, Eleanor's part. Oh, but, and um, I, I did want to clarify. Um, I realized afterwards that I did make a slight uh, rule mistake, and um, I stopped you from being able to do your glamour on the two of you at once, and 
you absolutely could have done that uh, if you had used your your push your limits stunt. Mm. I apologize. In the future, you absolutely can do that by okay. using that stunt. That is okay. well within the power of that stunt. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I apologize. That was my mistake. Good to know. Alright, so they captured you, took you back to their warehouse in Perbastet, the city of cats. We found ourselves tied up um, in, I believe it was the hyena quarter. Mm-hmm, yep. And um, we were trying to get out, and... Turns out tying you to a wooden post is not an effective <laughs> way of trapping you. It's true, what happened to the post? Tiffany, what did happen to the post? Oh, yes. Uh, it turns out that I was able to accurately identify the tree as a uh, highly allergenic pollen producer <laughs> and um, produce a, a quick-growing, very irritating amount of pollen from this rapidly-growing tree, evacuating everyone from the room, uh, including ourselves, but uh, able to... Um, clear out our uh, our supervisory detail and um, we were able to um, grab our goods and uh, make a break for it. So there was a really important detail that is extremely relevant to how you escaped. So you uh, uh, Mira s cleared the room but you were still tied up. How did Eleanor break their bonds? So Eleanor, um, as we were sitting there, she tapped into kind of a darker place that, that she hadn't been to within herself in a very, very, very long time. Um, she summoned this kind of otherworldly strength and was able to break them free from the, the pole or the, the tree. Um, however, upon doing so... She started to feel a hunger deep within her um, that I think will be hard to satiate. So this is all tied to your your trouble aspect, venom in my veins. This is the the uh, the vampiric uh, the effects of a partial vampiric transformation from when you were injured by the vampire lord two hundred and fifty years ago that has been held off the entire time that you've been in the oasis, and uh, it's and... been held off because. She eats the uh, eternal figs. The eternal fit, the figs of eternal life. Yes. So you've been holding that at bay, and you tapped into it to free yourself, and now it's there. So I, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure we we remembered that because you two have not had a chance to talk about that yet. Because you, after that, you had a mad dash out of the city, trying to navigate through the labyrinth of the Knoll Quarter, the slums, get out of the city. Uh, get out uh, through the dunes back to the uh, back to where the oasis was and as you ran down a large dune charging towards the oasis you saw it fading and you charged through it and nothing was there and our game picks up tonight with the two of you stranded out in the uh, the dunes east of the city of Perbestet and the oasis of figs is gone it is gone, and that is really bad, because once that boat leaves, it is almost impossible to get back on it. The, the oasis reappear, disappears and reappears in a new location, tracing uh, 
uh, along the many ley lines that run throughout Midgard, appearing in many different fantastical locations around the world. That's how the two of you have came, come to be in there. And it is no one has been able to reliably predict where it will appear. And once it appears somewhere, it only is there for a brief window of time. And in fact, um, the two of you, this is, this is relevant now, the two of you have, in your time in the Oasis have only ever known of a single individual who has ever left the Oasis and in their lifetime made it back. Because remember, time in the Oasis is weird. So this doesn't actually seem like maybe it was all that long ago to you, but maybe it's hard to know exactly how long ago it was. But you both know the story of a woman named Kajima. This is the only person that you have ever known to leave the Oasis and come back and this story as the oasis disappears this story is in is in both of your mind because you both know it so kojima entered the oasis some time ago a long time ago you're not sure how long entered the oasis with a group of caravan traders she fell in love with one of the sultan's courtiers iram and the two of them kojima and iram had a a, a mad brief love affair and then her her uh, caravan masters offended the sultan, and the whole group had to leave rather abruptly, and she left with them. Little did she know that she was now pregnant with Iram's child, and she very shortly thereafter left the caravan to build her own, build a more settled life. And she settled. You know that she settled in the city of Perbastet, which happens to be very near where you are, and she had gave birth to a child, a young boy named. Corin, and years later she found her way back into the oasis and was reunited with Iram for a, a day or two you all were very happy for them um she was now an old woman Iram had barely aged at all he was still a young uh, a young vigorous uh, a vigorous young man and he's even younger uh, than the son that he didn't know he had so Iram never met his son Corin. Uh Corin, her son, had grown up himself. He had a family of his own that was still living in Perbastet. And it was a beautiful, sweet, romantic reunion. And Iram still loved her and wanted her to stay with him in the Oasis forever. But she realized that after a life, uh, a life outside, that she loved her family more. And she walked out of the oasis for the last time and lived out the rest of her life with her son as far as you know that is the only person that you know has ever left the oasis and come back in and you do not know how she did it so that story is on your mind as the two of you are sitting in the cold evening air because deserts get cold at night um, and you, and the, uh, the oasis has completely faded and, uh, dusk is setting in and you do not know how to get home. You are a couple hours outside of Perbastet and you need to make some decisions. Night is coming. Uh... I think after I take a moment and cry a little bit. 
uh, trying not to panic. This yeah. is my ability to not panic. This is me trying to tap very, very deeply within myself and absolutely not panic. Um, plan. Okay. Plan. Um, yes. Order of operations. Um, shelter. Night is coming. Oh. I do not want to be out in this godforsaken barren wasteland. I am not with... sleeping out here, Mira. We cannot sleep out here. This is this is not Precisely. good. This is we need bad. To find... This is very very bad. You are near Shut. a major merchant road. There is a major road that runs oh. east out of. You're not too far from the road. You you could conceivably ride back through the through into the late night. You'd probably get back to Perbestet in the middle of the night sometime um you're not sure if the gates will be open or not we have like no gear you have no gear you were not prepared for camping you were supposed to be spending a beautiful night with the with the high priestess nefrini in her her hospitality so number one where can we get provisions with the resources we've got and how can we survive without getting pursued because we are a bit on the lamb as they say um, the other thing is there, I imagine there are some very fearsome tigers who are going to be very upset if they come back to our post and find a tree instead of our gorgeous selves. We need to get somewhere now and we need to get somewhere safely. Those, I believe, would be my priorities. Do you think we should travel on the road? I think we need to either find a very discreet in of some kind to stay the night or we need to find some very discerning um, supplier of a bivouac or some manner of temporary shelter where we can maybe trade in some of these some of these tapestries we're wearing for tarps (laughs) I am not Trading my clothes, Mira. We are not to that point. We are not. We are not there. Okay, I I do have a little bit of money. So we we can find some place to stay for tonight. Now note that there will not be. You know, because you've ridden it twice now today. Um, that there is nothing between here and the city. So you're you're either riding in through you know into the late night to get to the city or you are going to be out here. I think we need to ride to the city. Well, let's hope that uh, this particular trip is uh, swifter than the last and we get to where we need to be in time <laughs> this time. Let's go. Let's ride. Okay. Okay. So, you take off riding. Um, are you going to take... Are you going to try and uh, take the main merchant road or are you going to kind of rough it among the dunes to be stealthier. I would think that... Which is shorter as the crow flies. The road is absolutely the faster way. Yeah. The dunes is like riding through sand, through dunes, uh, like a, it's hard. It's really hard. But, yeah, I think since time is of the aspect, yeah. or time yep. is of the, uh, <laughs> um, time is of our interest, we need to go and we'll deal with it whatever comes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you start you start heading to the uh, to the road. Um, it's not too long for you to get to the road itself, and once you're on the road, you can make pretty good time. It is dark. You've got a bit of moonlight 
it's the but it's very dark but thankfully the road is not hard to follow um I have a question uh -huh. um, with magic. Yeah. So I am a sorcerer, and I know that my focus is glamours with yep. the enchantments. Um, would I have like just some basic magic? I mean, even would Tiffany have mm -hmm. some of this, um, where we could use some of our power to create like a torch or two to kind of help us? So fire is not uh, is is uh, not particularly in Tiffany's wheelhouse as a as a druid of the land. However, except for the staff of four seasons, except ooh, it's summer. yes, you are right. Absolutely, <laughs> I stand corrected. That thing can absolutely just as a uh, in that case, just as a very minor effect, you can totally turn that thing into a torch. I don't know that we want to have it right now, but I just wanted to make sure that if mm -hmm. we need some light, we can yeah. do. It. I, I don't think we want to draw attention to ourselves. Yeah. I almost want to make it like not to rip it off. Tolkien too bad but like a Gandalf staff situation yes. where it's like he can do like a full on like like full fireball or he can just like take the little stuff oh, yeah. at the end and just go and just like blow on it slightly and it becomes like a little like yep. point oh. of light. I, I would yeah I would say that just doing light from your since it's since it, with it is attuned to summer right now and that means fire you can do a basic torch effect without any sort of that's not even hard that's just awesome. simple. Um, and so, yeah, that is absolutely fine. And I would say that with your glamours, you can create, um, you, you could make something radiate light as a effect if you wanted to. That's um, something you, that is, that is within your, you, within your, in line with your fantastical facades, um, okay. ability. I think something that I would like to do as we're writing or before we write uh -huh. is to, um, glamour us so that we look i would assume writing into perbastet originally that we would have looked nice that we'd have you so know. you were in a very odd circumstance when you rode in so they rode in the main road that you're on leads to the main central gate of uh perbastet which is the um i think it's the let's see this is it the lion's gate yeah the lion gate is the main central gate um so the road you're on leads to that your captors didn't take you through that gate. They got there, and then they took the road. Uh, they cut north to the uh, hyena gate mm. and came through there. You were you were both tied up and or no manacled and thrown over a uh, over the back of their horses, and they bribed. You saw them bribe the knoll guards at the gate to let you in. So um, there are several gates out of uh, that you can enter per set through. There is the lion gate which is the main central, like, phenomenal sites and monuments. Um, there is the Panther Gate, which rides right along the River of Sand. There is the Tiger Gate, which enters by the Guard District. And then there is the Leopard Gate, which is an, in, an inlet for sand ships sailing through the desert. And then finally, at the far, far, far bottom southern end of the city is the Jaguar Gate, which enters into the district of the cat. You have in uh, when you have traditionally come in the past, you have uh, you have always met up with uh, with escorts from Nefrini because you've done this. I think we said a couple times before mm -hmm. in the several in the long time that you've been here, and um, you've always met with her uh, her representatives outside of the Lion Gate, and then they have escorted you along the major thoroughfares that run through the city. Um, to get you to uh, to get you to uh, to her temple of Bestet and make the trade, 
Um, obviously, that didn't happen this time. So you've never entered through a gate intentionally, other than the gate of the other than the Lion Gate. I think we got entrance. to go to the to the Lion's Gate. I was just um, curious if maybe I had a glamorous, but then I was thinking that we were probably dressed for the weather, going through the desert and with the mm-hmm. winds and the sand. So we actually probably don't look like too fancy. You probably or too don't. Rich. I think okay. that's reasonable. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to grab some little rocks if mm. I see some. Just so that's you know, easy. And have them in one of my pockets. Okay. Just because rocks are useful rocks things. Rocks are useful things. Okay. For someone who can change what they look like. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. So you are. Templates. You are riding along the uh, the road that runs east out of Perbastet, and uh, off in the distance, in the dim light, you can actually see the shape of a sand ship sailing through the sand and you've uh, you've ne- you, you've seen them but it's been a really long time and they are magnificent they float they seem to float like right above the level of the sand but their keel just brushes the ed- the so surface cool. of the sand and uh and they they breeze around they they usually are going around a large dune but little ones they'll kind of just cut through and sort of uh, crest upwards, kind of like a ship hitting a big wave, and uh, it's just magnificent to see. You can't make out any details from here, but you can see its silhouette kind of gliding through the desert in the night. And uh, and so, Mira, I want to ask you a question. Um, you guys have not really had any, a chance for any sort of discussion, but you're a little things have slowed down a little bit now, and uh, I'm just curious if Eleanor's sort of monstrous show uh to to of of strength has leaves any questions for you you've never seen this oh oh i have questions i have several (laughs) (laughs) um i think for mira at the moment she's like doing like a very like calculated like like facts and figures like risk assessment and trying to like process her focus on like on what prioritizes as a threat and like those powers were bonkers and out of nowhere and i thought we were friends and she probably would have told me something like that if that was going on so i am awfully shocked but it worked (laughs) to our advantage and it seems to be sort of an arrow in our quiver not a threat to our well-being so i'm kind of gonna leave it for like okay maybe like dinner conversation (laughs) or like pillow talk after we hunkered down for the night oh i'm thinking about it okay but now is not the time (laughs) all right sounds good so as your um as your walk progresses you do actually find a uh about half an hour later you do actually see up ahead in the road you see um you can see the uh fires of what seems like probably a caravan parked off to the side your guess is that they just they're still just a few hours outside of the city and a caravan does not move as fast as two riders two individuals on horseback and uh, they just they they knew that they were not gonna make it in the dark so they've made camp for the night so there is a they are up ahead you can ride past them without anything you could stop and talk you could go around and not be seen but they are up ahead. How many of them are there? Um, it's hard to see. It looks like you can see a few from the the campfire light. It looks like there's a few um, a few wagons and uh, you know camels and probably a dozen or so uh, a dozen or so individuals. But it's hard to tell. But it's not huge. 
Speaking of camels, sorry, just to divert for a second. Did Donovan make it back to the oasis? You may never know. Oh. <laughs> He's wandering oh, the GM, desert, please. lost for 40 please years. Please settle my heart. Tell me Donovan made it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to the caravan. Back to the caravan. Do, do you do you want... Let me just ask you this. Do you want Donovan to find you again? I mean, I, I kind of... Because if you want Donovan, like, I have no objection to uh, <laughs> you finding, like, that. it doesn't matter to me enough to say yay or nay. So if you want Donovan to, uh, if you want to find Donovan in the dunes of the Oasis, maybe he was wandering in the area and uh, you're reunited. If Donovan matters to you, you can have Donovan back. I don't care. I don't know. I just kind of wanted to know if you thought about it. I... The story. I, I, I don't want you to have that. I, I want it to be a surprise. I don't have an opinion on this topic. You should. Donovan's a very important character this campaign. <laughs> not right now, he's I, not. Anyway, I wish that he made it home anyway. and he's safely corralled and he's not left out in this in this uh There we go. We'll say he we'll, we'll say he uh, you see no signs of him. But you did see some camel tracks disappearing. <laughs> okay. All right. Donovan My lives a good life. So Eleanor, my my uh, my initial thought is we probably shouldn't be engaging with groups of strangers in the dark, considering our um, cargo at present. Um, however, this this is getting to be quite a long evening, and possibly our journey may end sooner if we if they turn out to be hospitable. I'm I'm. Did you used to work? with caravans or or something something like that that's true but i mean i had my own goods and services and i'm just you are still look at your aspects you are still a horticulturist for hire you have you have goods for trade anytime that you is, i just i've had my fill of bandits today <laughs> and i'm not entirely sure i want to be oh, um... Amira, i'm so tired however they are locked quite tight, aren't they? Password protected and all that. Two-factor authentication. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we make a go of it and see what these uh, individuals have to contribute to our mm. our situation? I think we need to try. As you uh, approach the uh, the campfire, the circle of light from the campfires, uh, and you speak up, um, several... Several uh, men in traveling clothes turn, and you see more than one dagger pulled. And everyone kind of pauses and goes, what the hell are you doing out here? Um, I think what's more important is that we uh, would prefer not to be out here any longer. And um, some hospitality would be greatly appreciated if you uh, fine folks would, would mind... Uh, providing us with some um, shelter or provisions for the evening. If if you would be so kind, we would be in your debt. Everyone kind of looks at each. They kind of look at each other for a second, and one guy sighs and puts his dagger away and stands up and walks a few steps closer. You can't see his face very well because he's he's backlit against the fire, so he's silhouetted. But you, it does look like he's kind of got a uh, he's you know got a kind of billowy. Uh, light clothing, as most travelers wear here, and a uh, and, uh, head wrap, but it's down around his face. To, to you, you would be able to see his face if he if he wasn't backlit right now. And he folds his arms and takes us takes a strong stance, and uh, 
and looks at you both. I'm the leader of this caravan. My name is Bilal. I'd like to know who I'm talking to. Especially before I invite you to join us by our fire and possibly slit our throats in the night. Oh, we can assure you we are just, we are kind travelers and we mean you absolutely no harm. Um, my name is Mira. My, my traveling companion um, is Eleanor. And we, we just have found ourselves woefully ill-prepared for this evening in this harsh environment. And we were just so relieved to see your, your fire and your very welcoming-looking shelter. And we just, we're not looking for charity. We're just looking for some, some kindness, which seems to be in uh, short supply out here. He looks you over for a moment. I don't see any packs. I don't see any saddlebags. Precisely. You see our problem. (laughs) What happened? We were traveling through the desert, and we were ambushed by a gang of gnolls, and these horrible beasts, these were-tigers, and they they tried to capture us, and, and they frightened our poor camel, and a camel has run off, and we really just need to get to the city. Wait, where'd you get the... You had a camel and your horse... Oh. And that's where all your provisions went. Precisely, precisely. We had we had all provisions and all the supplies that one would normally need when they stay overnight and for a long period of time in this environment. You'd see for places that you intend to spend, you know, many, many days and things that... People normally, you know, like, what what are some of those things that, you know, people keep with them when they plan to be in a place for a long time that's not, you know, flush with trees and palaces and things? What are those things that you carry with you when you don't have a palace? Mira, I think it's it's time for a roll. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here we are. Woman up these dice. Let's see. We're talking... I feel like you're being bold or clever. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm using humor as a defense mechanism. The oldest trick in the book. Um, hoping that I endear myself to him. Maybe yeah. he thinks I'm joking, even though, you know, I'm going with that whole nugget of truth aspect of the joke. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. I'm just saying from um, a, from an, uh, for your approaches, it feels like you're being bold or clever. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah. which. Well, to be honest... I want to, I mean, of course, I want to believe I'm being clever because to be very honest, in the back of my head, I'm going, Eleanor, why are you telling him the truth? We don't want to seem like we were set upon by really powerful people and captured because that means we are of value. We don't want these unknowing people to think like they could stand the game by capturing us too. (laughs) They don't need to know the truth. Um, So I'm trying to divert. Ah, so are you being covert then? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to necessarily lie, because that's the thing. Is I'm not trying to lie. Okay. That's kind of why I'm kind of going on the version of truth. I'm trying to, like, downplay the capture part and upplay the we weren't ready for this situation part. Sure. Okay, then I think you're probably being clever. Okay. And uh, I think you're um, – uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, I feel – I think that uh, – I think I think that sounds – that sounds good. All right, so my clever is plus two, and I am rolling. Hey, you're rolling for a, 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 di- a fair difficulty plus two. All right, well, I've got nullified dice. I've got a plus and a minus and two blanks, so 
Dice so, don't matter. I've got plus two. Okay, so because you tied on your on your result, that is a success at a cost. So you are you succeed in cleverly getting him to believe your story, and you are going to get um, lo, you know lodgings and hospitality for the night. Uh, but there has to be a complication. So, all right. So uh, Bilal kind of cracks a smile and and listens to you kind of prattle on for a minute and goes, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. You seem harmless enough. We have a fire. We even have some food and water. You're welcome to join us for the evening. We always appreciate safety in numbers as well. However, in exchange for our hospitality, do you have anything to trade? I I would be... I, I happen to be... A very accomplished herbalist, and if you have any need of any tinctures or potions of some kind, I'm pretty handy and resourceful with with minimal supplies, and I can I can make pretty good use of um, of some resources to um, benefit a multitude of things. Um, out of character, how long do we think we're trying to stay with these guys? Is it just overnight? Just just, just to, to serve, I think it should be just to get through the night, just until we can oh, have, yeah. like, daylight, up, you know, to our advantage, daylight and open doors to travel and get to um, whatever the next stage of our plan is. Quietly um, glamouring some of those rocks mm. in my pocket. Ooh. And I'm going to make them look like raw crystals so because i don't want them to be too fancy like you know sure. big gems gems <laughs> but yeah. like some raw materials probably some you could make them look like coins easily enough um no but i want to trade i don't want to just give him money mm, okay okay yeah yeah so just kind of like some raw or maybe like uh like a sapphire like a raw sapphire and mm-hmm. raw amethyst some goods that you might have been planning to take to market yeah yeah Yeah. so that's what i'm gonna be doing while she's that's a very good chatting so i i would uh basically uh i think if you wanted to do that you could you could because you do have the um you you can do subtle spells and you can also extend your illusions to last for a day yeah those are things you can do i was gonna say that would maybe be my only concern about like doing glamours on on currency is that if the dude here wakes up with a pocket full of rocks Mm. in the middle of the night you can make (laughs) them wait a minute what about all these gems and uh, we're still sleeping in their care right (laughs) a great situation right but i think if we're gonna be gone the next morning yeah you will be leaving the next morning and uh um, you can make that. You can make it last a full day. It will require a difficulty three roll with your in order to pull that off. Okay. You can do that if you wanted to trade. If you wanted to create a to glamour your rocks to and do it subtly and extending it, you could do that. So I need to have a three. You need a three. Okay. That so seems I'm very do covert. This. Yes, very covert. So I have a plus two, and then is that all I have? Uh, yes. Um, the dice, I've got two pluses and two minuses, so they are neutral. Oh, no. So you're at a negative, you're, you're I'm one short. Yeah, you're at a two, you need a three. So, uh. do you want to spend a, so, as a, as a sorcerer, mm-hmm. part of your push your limits, uh, is you can, you can mark stress, um, oh. but that does risk, that makes things more... I'm uh, good. I'm good. She seems like she's handling the situation. I'm gonna sit there and 
curse under my breath. Okay, so you're gonna. Stupid rocks. <laughs> okay, so you're not gonna. All right, so Mira, it's in your the ball is in your court for the complication. So if you want to, uh... you kind of hear me muttering, and I'm just. <laughs> so you make your offer of um, your and he go he he kind of pauses for me. Goes, are you a healer? to soothe a few burns she's a, in my day or possibly remedy a few headaches she's a wonderful healer anything you have she can fix Yvonne over here has a broken you forward Yvonne over here has a broken ankle his horse threw him and he landed on it poorly oh. he can't walk if you can if you can help him my can't my uh, our, our hospitality is wide open to you and we'll even Make sure you leave with a little extra, with some a few basics in the morning. Mm. Much appreciated, good sir. I will do what I can. So he walks you over to uh, uh, to a man kind of laying uh, on the fire. They've they've done a a very kind of hacky splint um, on his uh, on his ankle, and uh, as uh, as you unwrap unwrap the splint and look at it, it's it's pretty bad. Do uh, you you you've seen this stuff before? You know what to do. This is within your means to take care of him, um, and uh, you can do it between a, a proper setting and some some work to bring the swelling down and uh, and a, a little bit of a or a uh, enchanted herbal remedy. You think you can take care of this guy to get him well on his way? Um, not not a not a magical poof. You're good, but a or a, a well-handled treatment that will be a a great role of fair, or sorry, great role of four. That's what I meant. Sorry, in order to uh, to heal, this is basically taking care of a moderate consequence, is what you're healing. Okay. So you so, can do it. So I have the time, and I have the like the pressure is off of the scenario of the totally. situation. You have so time I would work to work. With focus, correct? Correct. This is after you but can take your time under, her, under um, my herbalism stunt. Uh, so your herbalism stunt could apply here. So you could absolutely say, "Oh, I have a potion of healing on hand, giving me giving me the one-time stunt effect." Because that so what herbal what your herbalist stunt does is once per session, you can produce an item that gives you a one-time stunt effect. Okay, so okay. You, so that stunt effect in this case could be miraculous healing. It could be a as if you were a druid with the nature's mercy stunt which would give yeah. you a plus two uh to heal someone else and it would gain heroic scale so it's a somewhat miraculous healing so if you had a if you want to use your herbalism stunt right now for the session that would give you that a a one one time healing effect that you could use on Ooh. this person you'll still have to roll but you get a plus two an additional plus two to that roll and heroic scale so that's the thing, right? Do I want to blow this now, or do I want to run my risk with run-of-the-mill splinting mm -hmm. and solves? So it's a level, because um, it's a, a, a difficulty four, there, and your focus is plus three, there's a reasonable chance you may end up needing to spend a fate point to boost yeah. your results. So either I way... I mean, we just, we just got here. We just, I mean, we're still kind of working past the... Uh, we're gonna pass the doorman on this situation. I think I'd rather roll on focus and save my stunts. Okay. To maybe get us out of hot water because the sun hasn't even set yet, and we're <laughs> we got a long night ahead of us. That is true. Okay. All right. 
All right, here we go. My focus is plus three, and... What do the dice give you? Plus one. So hey! Four. Okay, so that is a tie. So that is a success at a cost. So I want to believe that I set the ankle, but it's now his left foot. Now he has two left feet. Somehow, no, I'm just oh, no. So that sounds like a complication for him, not for you. <laughs> well, they're mad. That would suck. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, so I'm at four, so it hurts a lot. Maybe it wasn't maybe my smoothest heel, and it was maybe a little bumpy. And... So how about this? Yeah. Um, it's not. Uh, it, it's going to need a little more attention, and so instead of you two dashing off first thing in the morning you're going to uh stick with them and ride through the gates with them and have a bit of right. uh, extra baggage in that sure. way because uh, your job's not done yet how about how that you, uh, what, um, how you look at it what gate are they gonna go through they are gonna go through the lion gate okay okay so unless you want to spend a fate point on this tiffany and and uh, not ex and not face a complication I, I mean, it's got to be pretty obvious that he's in a rough way, right? And that this didn't go exactly according to plan. Like, to onlookers, this would show as a uh, a bumpy situation. Because yeah. what I want to do is I want to look at Elinor and go, like, I'm sorry, sweetie, I did my best. This is the best I got. And so and he, the uh, question is, he kicks and screams a lot because it hurts. You're trying to lance a, uh, you're trying to lance an inflamed nasty thing and there's lots of pus and it's gross and it takes a long long time and no one gets a good night's sleep because of this and uh he um he and yeah, Bilal insists that you stay that you stay with them uh through uh the your entry to the city tomorrow and make sure that he's doing okay tomorrow because uh it, he he's he's worried about how he's gonna act doesn't seem like he'll actually be able to walk on it tomorrow yet what's his name what's my Yvonne. charge's name Yvonne. Yvonne. Okay. Eleanor, I'm sorry. I did. I did what I could for this. This poor sap. But you know, sometimes these things they can't be rushed. And uh, I would be doing this poor soul a disservice if we left him in his hour of need. That's okay. I am very tired. I think I just want to. Get some food, get a nice warm blanket, maybe a nice mattress, maybe... That's asking a lot. You get a, you get a spot next to the fire. They do give you a bit of food and water. Um, but the uh, Yvonne's screaming seems to have dampened the uh, joviality and the hospitality, and uh, no one seems interested in making conversation. No one seems interested in doing any extra kindness for you, but they do okay. see to your basic needs and... Uh, the night passes. That's fine. I just don't want to be ambushed. Yeah. You are you are safe. And I don't want to have a scorpion in my bed. <laughs> no guarantees. <laughs> the next day, you get up with the group, and uh, they proceed, and oh my goodness, moving with a, car a caravan is slow. Mira, this brings back long memories, old memories, because even though the caravan, the, the, the merchant groups you used to travel with, back in your pre-Oasis days were, or uh, or actually pre, uh, your pre-Hermit days were um, kind of different culturally. 
the the truth is that a uh, a, a wagon a group of wagons still is god awful slow. So um, it tries your patience in the morning, and Ivan is a whiny little punk with his <laughs> sad ankle. And you change the uh, bandages in the morning, and uh, they're they're kind of they're kind of sad, but you think it's going the right direction. So. Um, he uh, he he's able to ride along in in the wagons, so he doesn't have to walk, try and walk on his damaged ankle. And I'll, uh, you get to head on into the city. And as you approach, um, you are able to pass through the Lion's Gate with them. There there isn't any sort of line. You get there the gate in the morning. The gates are are uh, by the time you reach it, it's almost lunchtime because it takes several hours for you to get there along with the uh, the caravan. But the gates are open. Um, Bilal presents his uh, his credentials at the door, and they are able to move through without any significant without any significant questions. And you pass through into Perbestet, and and, uh, and you get to see the full midday glory of the Lion's Gate. So as you pass through, you can see that there are several layers of portcullises in the gates. That would be really would be a really brutal defense if uh, if anyone was trying to attack the city, and then as you pass through the gates, it opens up into a massive span of of the city, and you see the Lion's Road stretching out in front of you, and there are um, all sorts of giant statues and columns and and uh, monuments lining the road crafted in gold and bronze and just it is absolutely magnificent and looming out in front of you is a large pyramid a ways down the road but there's a enormously wide avenue running right from the gate through the center of the city to uh to that giant pyramid um that you can see far ahead of you and uh, as you as you start walking past you see a statue of a lion you see a statue of a sphinx you see a statue of what looks sort of like a a uh, a humanoid uh, a human with a bobcat head with its arms crossed in front of it holding uh holding uh rods of um of authority and uh, and royalty and uh, more and more statues like that just continue down this road, and the wealth is, and the opulence is magnificent. And the road is full of people. You see just thousands of humans. You see tons of gnolls. You've never seen this many gnolls and humans interacting, not trying to kill each other. Um, they are all the, you, there are little street vendors all over the place. There are, um, there are merchants, there are other caravans moving along from space to, for, you know, uh, um, uh, along this major thoroughfare. You see, uh, uh, you see a prophet off to the side of the road calling out me- a message of, uh, of, of, uh, of doom. And then you see something that actually really as 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 daunting as all of this is, you see something that really takes you aback. You see what you s- swear looks like a zombie, a very well preserved, very dry, arid corpse 
walking, several of them actually, and they're all carrying big heavy loads on their back. And no one seems to care. And they're walking along the road carrying their load and you see some a uh, I a human in front of them. Grab Mira's arm. Um I I can't say I've ever seen one before, but I see it now, sure as I do. This is not right. Now that you've noticed them, you notice that along the street, you see little squat, like a a guard here and there. And as you look more closely, you notice that at least half of the guards sitting there with their their helmet, and beneath that helmet is a dry, sunken-looking face. At least half of the guards that you see look to be this strange, dry, dead. And they look peaceful. None of the dead that you see have the, you know, you've encountered zombies in your in your past. Those were wretched, moaning, rotting, tortured things. These seem proud. All right, so we are taking in the sights amongst the caravan. And do we know where they're going past the gates? Like, are they, like, stopping anytime soon? Or can we just, like, tell them, like, yeah, that's a, that's an where easy... we get off? You could easily have chatted with Bilal about this on your walk. So they're going to be heading to the Wharf District, which is the primary, like, trade center of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, uh, the, that is kind of beyond the giant pyramid that you're staring down. Um, if, uh, for where you need to get to, that is on the far southern end of the city down in the, in the, uh, district of the lion. That's where the, uh, the, the temple of Bastet is. Okay. Um. So at this point, you guys can part ways. You do need to do one last final check on on Yvonne's uh, ankle. How you hanging in there, buddy? It hurts, but I think it's I think it's getting better. Hey, onwards and upwards, that's what I always say. Um, if I was able to give you a potion for pain for the road, do you think you could manage? That would be really appreciated. Thank you. All right, so Eleanor, I think it's time we make our leave of these fine folks. With our deepest gratitude, I believe this is where we part our ways. Bilal uh, nods. I appreciate your uh, I appreciate your care, and I hope you all have safe travels. And uh, wish you well. Offers his hand. Should we ever meet again, we would be very happy to do so. Indeed, shakes, and uh, they move on. Okay, All right. I think it's time to get these pigs. Uh, what are we going to do with these pigs? I, I think they go? should be temple word ASAP. But no, but if we take them there, then what if, what if the priestess just takes them from us? And then we have nothing. She's, she wants to be here it is. She wants to be in the Sultan's good graces if she ever wants to see any more of these. And as basically his emissaries of the Figs and the Sultan together, 
we are very valuable for her to keep in for she wants to keep us in her favor so i think i i just think this is the only real thing of value we have to trade and she'd be a good friend who may help us with resources to help I, us get back i don't think we should trade all of them we could maybe give her one I, she's expecting the bunch but it's it could take us years to get home like mira this is this is a very bad bad thing bad thing that has happened don't you remember we only have heard of one person who made it home that that one lady who had oh Iram's Iram's lady friend and, and, and she had a baby and Kojima yes 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 that that, that was her name and she... so if we find her she'd probably be the one to help us get home but if we make if we make an enemy and we if we make an enemy and have the ire of a priestess upon us because we didn't make the rendezvous i think no matter what kojima has to offer that would be very bad for us indeed well she doesn't have to know all the things we were and um, we were ambushed uh, we could just say that we were ambushed and they stole the figs out of the double passworded lockbox that once was open and they only took a few no they they took them all <laughs> to be fair someone could take the box from you and the they may not be able to open it but they're just as lost fair um I don't useless think... to them without us true um <laughs> also mira i i don't know if you noticed but how we were able to escape from those gnolls. I was going to get to that. Care uh, to share? Uh, In this moment, you guys almost get hit by a wagon coming down the road, and you sort of <laughs> scurry off to the side, and you, you realize you are standing in the middle of, like, the biggest road in the entire city. Allow me to rephrase. Care to share from the shadowy corner of this post? <laughs> Yes, um, it, it's been, it's been, it's been 84 years. <laughs> and I can still smell the fresh Um, it has been so long ago that, it, honestly, I don't even really remember. Um, but, but when I came to the Oasis, I was not well. Um, my family up north, uh, we, we used to hunt we, we used to hunt lo lots of things but but mostly vampires and how it came to the oasis is i we had been tracking a vampire lord and i had found him and unfortunately he found me first as i had been tracking him i thought he hadn't seen me but um he had and and i was ambushed and bitten and i miraculously escaped through I don't even know what it was. I went down a street. It was dark. I I went through what I thought was a door and ended up in a, another street that I, I had never seen before in, in a city. I had no idea. And I wandered and wandered and out of the city, out into a forested area. And, and all of a sudden I was in the oasis. That's the last I remember. And uh, one of the older... 
uh, fig keepers. Uh, oh my goodness, it was... Before your time. It was, yes, it was very long ago. I believe her name... Fatil? Fatil, I believe. Um, and anyway, she found me, and she nursed me back to health, basically using these figs. And, and she said that as, as long as I remained in the oasis, and I ate the everlasting figs, that I would not turn into a vampire. That I would be whole and safe, and so I never left, and I found my place, and, and I, I love the oasis. But when we were trapped there, I don't know if it's because I was out of the oasis for, for a longer time, but I felt, I felt a burning in my veins. And, and when I broke that tree, it, I don't know, but I think, I, I don't think that I am healthy away from the oasis. I, I think that if we stay away, that yes, I might have powers, but I, I think, I think I might start changing into a vampire. Well, that does uh, complicate a few things. Um, I think it puts a uh, an added timestamp on our <laughs> an added. Uh, pressure to our timeline. And this is why you um, can't give her the figs. I think I might need to eat them. How, I mean, how well can you be kept with just one? Does it keep you well for an hour, a day, a year? I don't know. I don't know if it's the, I don't know. I've never been in this situation, Mira. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I will will say is it is typical in the Oasis to, for everyone who sort of lives there, all of the regular, um, the regular occupants, to get one fig a month, which seems to sustain you for, um, and anyone who kind of keeps to that rhythm um, ages barely at all, ever. Okay. You know, if we need to give, if we need to give her something, can we give her like two or three, and we could say the tree's not producing like it used to? Because we might need to sell some too. I, I just let's. I'd feel more comfortable going halvesies. Perhaps we could go halvesies, because I'd like to give her an oppressive number and perhaps how would you feel about pulling the old uh, crystal gambit on some rocks and instead perhaps filling the other half of the crate with some glamoured fake I think it's a good idea because my yes I, I thank you for the flattery and thinking that my, my spells are so good but... i mean if she goes through them hopefully slowly she paces herself she won't realize they're rocks she'll go through maybe the good ones first we'll put them on the top and then we'll put the, the fake ones on the bottom and it'll be long gone before our gambit is discovered perhaps yes but then she'll know my, my spell only lasts for so long i don't i don't think we should do that <sighs> We have to get home. 
What if we just don't go see her? What if we say we got lost? Which we did. We did get lost. What if we go and we try to find out... Kajima? Wasn't she... She she lived here. She lived in Perbastat, didn't she? She did. What if we go find her? Should we? Okay. How's this? We make contact with Nefrini and show up, make the rendezvous, but not the handoff, and perhaps give her a version of our story and tell her that we were set upon and relieved of our cargo, and we will work very hard to track it down and come back to her once we have found the lockbox. I will tell you one thing of, of, of the various um, world leaders that the Sultan Hajani, that Sultan Hajani has this sort of relationship with, the uh, High Priestess Nefrini is the most, um, the most friendly, the most, um, the, the, it seems the most built on a relationship and not simply a transaction. Um, Sultan Hajani, you're pretty sure, is kind of sweet on Nefrini. Um, because pretty much everyone who has ever met Nefrini is sweet on Nefrini. Um, and, uh, and she seems to have a, a soft spot for him as well, at least in terms... So your previous experiences with this is that it's always done in a spirit of of friends trading gifts, not of a... Uh, not a, and much less transactional than some of the other heads of state that you have this type of mm, okay. relationship That's with. That's good to know. So you, you truly so count... So if we didn't make it, it wasn't like a deal gone sour and she'll send thugs after yeah. the yeah. Sultan. Nefrini is a friend like, to the oh, Oasis. Bummer. I was hoping we'd see each other again. Yes. Okay. So that is one... You 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 at least know that, that she she is a friend of Hajani, not a... not just simply a business associate. Okay. Okay, okay. how about we go to Nefrini, we tell her a version of what happened, we, and we, we sort of read the situation and see how it's going. If we feel comfortable, we can tell her the whole story. If not, then we can you know, not tell her the whole story. Well, perhaps this would be a situation where honesty may work to our favor. If she's a friend, maybe honesty is the best policy and we'd love to give her these things, but you need them to live, so we'll give her like a payment plan. Here's some now. <laughs> some when we get home, we'll get you back next time we come through. I like that. I like that. Maybe we can give her two dozen next time? Make a reason. Stand to reason. I like to think that most people are are reasonable individuals who care about the well-being of their friends. We can only hope. Mira, something else that is just now starting to hit you as you're realizing the possibility of, at, at best, if you, at the at very least, you're gone from the figs for a while. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the grow, the, the tree, sorry, the tree that produces these magical iridescent figs, um, does require some very particular care um, that you are the only one able to give it right now, and so it's going to be fine for a little while. But if you uh, if you don't get back, um, the Sultan will be trying to 
will be forced to find a, try to find a replacement. The methods are documented, uh, but they don't, you know, they're, they are somewhat arcane and specialized. And the, uh, the, tr the tree and thus the, all of the people in the oasis will likely suffer if you don't get home soon. Oh, believe me, the caring of the tree and its well-being is, is of, is, is oh, my utmost motivation to get home. Um, I'm somewhat fond of my neck and keeping its fluids within contained, so I definitely care dearly about my friend getting back soon as well. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't necessarily want to be sharing a bedroll with her for too much longer if this thing continues to go the way it does. Um, but yes, I, I agree that haste should definitely be made. My, my poor sapling baby which is what I call all trees. They're calling dogs, all dogs, puppies, even if they're old. My, my sapling baby needs me. I have to get back to it. Hmm. Uh, Mira, do you have any uh, water? I'm, I'm all gone out of mine, and I'm just very thirsty still. Thirsty for what, Eleanor? You have to understand, these jokes will continue. <laughs> <laughs> I just need some water. Um, so I'm not elemental, so I can't, like, conjure moisture from the air right Correct. like i can't just like fill a cup from the air yeah um but um bilal gave my... you out gave, did give you guys some very basic provision some very basic provisions you have a water skin yeah so does she i've already drank did, did he give one for each oh, of us yes 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 he did but i've already already drank mine just a sip then please and be a little more delicate about your portioning i guess friend yes thank you <laughs> okay so you are you are just off of the uh the the main central avenue in uh in herbestet the mon you're staring down the giant road that leads to the enormous pyramid you are surrounded by many varied people to each side of the main road you see some large buildings and then quickly the roads uh beyond that turn into what looks like a labyrinth of small side streets it does look like the big road up ahead does break off into some other major roads you have always had in the very few occasions you've been here in the past for other trades with Dafrini, it has all you've always had a a uh, uh escort that picked you up at the gate and uh, and rode you through town on a palanquin you don't actually know how to get to the temple from here um and it's a big city so all you know is that it's down to the south. It is kind of midday. So um, you have the lead around Kajima. You know about Nefrini. What do you want to do? I think we want to head to Nefrini. I I think it would be wise if we didn't necessarily make it visually apparent that we have this lockbox with us on our person. Oh yeah, it's I'm in your bag. Willing... So I'm not willing to leave it in a secure location, but I think if you were able to conceal our cargo as some nondescript, undesirable, make no mention of it, burlap satchel of some kind that nobody would pay any mind to, that would be probably advisable for this. So it is currently held in your in your bag, Mira? 
Um, it fits in your bag. It's not particularly large. You're not carrying. You're not holding it in your hands. It's in your pack. So, but disguising okay, so if, it. So I, I presume that going into the most powerful conspicuous temple at the center of this very major city. I imagine our belongings, if we try to talk to the spiritual head of this very important temple, that we will probably have our belongings searched by some guards at some point. And if they maybe didn't know that we had this with us, that would be ideal. Yes, your stuff is likely to be searched. Remember, they were expecting you. You, you, you. Presumably, there was an escort waiting for you at the gate who you never met, but they are they were expecting you. So you, uh, mm. it's not out of the main thing is you need to get to the temple safely. Okay, I mean directions would be the first way, mm. and um, mode of transport with speed, I believe, would be the next point of order. You do still have your horses. Yeah. So we're in the middle of a very busy road, and you said there's um, uh, merchants and stalls around us. There are merchants, there are stalls, there are street rats, there are beggars, there are there are doomsayer prophets, there are all kinds of, there are guards, there are all sorts of things. Eleanor, who do you think is the most likely to give us helpful information and least likely to rob us? You know, I am very hungry. I think we should go to a baker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be um, fair, the uh, the Temple of Bestet is a very common pilgrimage, like, tourist point. Like, asking, yeah, how do I get to go see the temple is not likely to raise any sort of odd suspicion. I think we maybe grab a pastry, maybe a little cup of something, and we head off. So, I, I agree, let's find ourselves some lunch. No sense in trucking off on empty stomachs. So as we're like, as we're walking and we're making our way, we're, um, I mean, I imagine like the wafting smell of bread is probably, uh, or probably pitas, as it were. No, not pitas. I don't know, some kind of flatbread probably mm-hmm. um it would probably be pretty conspicuous where to procure food is that an accurate assumption oh yeah there's there's lots of little street carts of uh okay. of little vendors selling you know skewers with some kind of some kind of meat on them in fact you notice so there are a lot of there are a lot of cat folk there are a lot of gnolls there are humans almost kind of seem in a bit of the minority here and there is a lot of meat for sale lots of mm. meat so you have a choice between a uh, a, a skewer stall a um a baker selling some fun little some interesting little intricate little pastries or a a a, a butcher selling raw meat Oh, no. For people to take with them, wrapped up in parchment. I think I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go, go with... butcher. Sorry? I mean the skewer. <laughs> Food on a stick seems pretty... Um... <laughs> Food on a stick seems, I believe, pretty portable. And less likely to crumble on the way. And, um... Hey! Free stabbing device to carry along with us when uh, we finish our meal. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, maybe we could take some meat with us to to cook later. Do you want me to go check the butcher? 
Um, maybe on our way back. Hopefully we'll either be given provisions and, uh, you sure you don't need anything? You sure? You're feeling okay. Let me ask you, what, which of these meats seems more appealing? The ones that have been cooked and seasoned with heat and flavor and sauces of some kind or the ones that are still bleeding? Uh, Mira, I'm good, I'm good. We, we can get the skewers. They're great. They sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk up to the skewer stall and it's a, uh, it is a, uh, a, a skinny, uh, a skinny black man with a large, with a large afro uh, and uh, dressed in a, in a uh, very simple brown robe um, as he sits there and, and is, uh, is kind of cooking skewers on one side while he, uh, and as soon as you walk up, he perks up and, ah, welcome. Would you, would you like the pepper skewer or would you like the sweet skewer? Um, I, I think we will have one of each. That is an excellent choice. Here you go. He wraps up one skewer of each, holds them out together to you, and uh, says, that will be, that will be five copper, please. Mm. So we pay. Uh, here you are, Mira. Some Appreciate it. Good food with some stabbing devices for later. <laughs> At this Love moment, you hear, a, you hear a sultry little purring voice behind you. I would be very careful. His, his booth is all rat meat, so they say. Oh. Uh, behind you uh, uh, is a, a simply dressed but very lithe and graceful uh, cat, uh, female cat folk who is, uh, see, has the features of a, of a tabby domestic cat. Uh, she's got a, a long, uh, a long pipe in one hand that she's just puffing on ever so delicately. And she has a, uh, twinkle in her eye. I, I mean, delicious and who am i to judge i mean oh it's very we're yummy in, i don't we're in I, town and, and you're a fan i imagine this is probably a i mean would you like would you care to share in some i'd, I'd be happy to no 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 it, it's quite good he does he's excellent with his seasonings and he cooks quite well but just so you know it's right and there's a little there's a light little self-satisfied purr <laughs> on, you know, in the background, after she as she takes a little a little puff on her her delicate long stemmed pipe. I I kind of give a I can see that Eleanor is like cringing at this, and I'm like, I mean, you try anything once, right? And I'm kind of going like, sorry, I gotta I gotta try it. I'm going for it anyway. Absolutely, I always say, you only live once. Forgive me. My name is my name is Hannah. Mistress Henna Melidi. And she holds out a very delicate, lightly furred hand with in with uh, with um, very nicely kept claws that she just sort of holds out for a like a for a very delicate hand uh, handshake. <laughs> Pleased to make your acquaintance. Let me guess. You're not from around here. No, um, we are just passing through. Um, we were actually hoping to uh, see the temple while we were in town. Would, ah, you, would you know how to get there? A pilgrim visiting the great temple. 
the great dome of the face of Bestet. Yes, Precise, of course. Precisely. We're oh. pilgrims. Very good. Yes, of course. I, in fact, uh, it's it's. I, I'd be, I'd be happy to take you there. I, I, I mean, I'm looking at. I'm also kind of doing some side eyes, going like. I mean, this looks like a pretty good escort to me, and she After seems all, pretty knowledgeable. It's a, she, she sort of gestures around. It's a very large city, and uh, it can be a little overwhelming to newcomers. Uh, yes, we'd love some help. Wonderful. She sort of claps her hands together, <laughs> tucks, the pipe, tucks the pipe away. Come, 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 come. Uh, my fee is a very modest one silver per day. Sure. Fabulous! How long would you say the journey is to get to where we're going? Oh, not long at all. You'll be fine. Come, follow me. So she starts walking along. She starts sort of, she as she leads you, she starts prattling about sort of this, this statue, and that she goes into tour guide mode. You I, found I yourselves just, a professional. I would just like it to be said for the record that I am like, I am wholly in love with this person, and I think she is fantastic, and I want to be her best friend immediately. And I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying very hard not to look too eager to be her friend because I don't want to come off a complete dork. But I think she's great. She's fun, no, no lie. So as she starts walking, she then, she then pauses and goes, "All right, now, I need you to think. I, I need you to make a very important decision right now, possibly." The most important decision of your day. <laughs> sure. Do you wish to go beyond the temple and cut through the wharf district where all manner of fine shopping can be found and anything you could possibly wish to buy can be, can be gotten? Or would you like to take the more direct route that goes south through the district of the cat and gets you will will get you to the the temple much more quickly. Um, I think that we need to get to the temple very quickly. But perhaps we can make a pit stop on our way back. Because, like, I, I wanted to be know that like Mira is like visibly conflicted. She's like, who, like she, biting her knuckles. Just she like, leans oh into God, you. I want to go shopping. She leans into you with a a ver with a a very sultry little grin, and her little whiskers almost took your face. And goes, "Don't worry, dear. I can be purchased for another day." <laughs> and then she goes, "Come, come, 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 come!" And she leads you on, turning down a major, another major road to the south. And uh, next thing you know, a couple minutes, uh, a little, a little while later, um, you actually pass over a bridge. And at this bridge, she pauses and she walks you. She gestures for you to follow her over to the uh, the edge of the bridge and look over. And you see a flowing river of sand. This is an enormously wide river, like. Near, not quite a quarter of a mile wide, but close. Um, several city blocks wide of swift moving river of sand. 
and there's like a footbridge across it that we're currently. Lo- yeah, it's a big, it's a big transit bridge. Like there, there are wagons moving across. It's a, this is a major thoroughfare. If this bridge wasn't here, this, uh, this, this would be a, a huge, like transit issue. Um, okay. And uh, but off to the side, you can see folks kind of. Dr- they 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 seem to be holding out nets, sort of dragging the uh, the the river as it goes by. Um, you even see a, uh, a, a a teenager sort of dangling down the bridge on a rope, trying to like um, touch the touch the 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 sand below. Um, and uh, she starts she goes she starts talking. The river of sand comes in from the from the the comes in from the east. And carries and passes north through the city and ends in the pit. And you can tell from the way she says the pit that it's in capitals. And uh, (laughs) no one knows why, no one knows how. But they say that some things that end up in the pit will, will reappear somewhere else in the world years later, thousands of miles away. It is one of the great mysteries of Perbastet. You also notice at this moment that randomly a little how like a little domestic cat has walked along the edge of the bridge and and uh Henna is just sitting there absent-mindedly petting this random cat that has just appeared and then it's gone. Just kind of comes and goes. Walks on or vanishes? Oh, walk, walks on. Like it moves on to its next okay. the rest of its day. And you're you're suddenly aware that there's a lot of cats around here. So all these individuals are hoping to reclaim something that's been lost to time? There are all sorts of legends about what runs through the River of Sand. Uh, historical items. There are even, I am told, special tombs and crypts accessed only through entrances underneath the River of Sand. And some enterprising individuals, I've never done this, of, uh, of course, but a, a good friend of mine does. And they will swim in the river and try to enter these crypts and find all sorts of danger and adventure inside. It's quite exciting. I, I find this very intriguing. Uh, however, not enough for us to... Uh, to... Stop long. I think we've seen the signs. I think. Say no more. Come, 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 come. And she carry. She she leads you on through the uh, uh, through the city. All right. So, um, I love everything about her. I love her glee. I love her enthusiasm, and I love her nonchalance about passing animals. I love it. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm going to. So let, let's say uh, we, we cut through. So she leads you sticking to the big major roads of the city. She takes you down through, uh, she cuts you down through the, uh, the guard district and you see more. You see lots of very official looking court office buildings. Lots, you see lots more dead in military garb in this area. You pass a major road and you enter a new area and she, she talks about the district of the cat, the pulsing heart of the city, and you see an absolute wild labyrinth of lo- short buildings that all have a second-story network of catwalks connecting the rooftops, yes. and people are walking yes. at all levels, 
and it get it turns into just a tight nest of buildings beyond the main road that you're on. She turns a bit she takes you on several big turns and then you walk up an enormous ramp that heads uh that actually bridges you up to a cliff face um that leads you into a new area and uh uh into a very rich space of the city filled with shrines and an- another enormous pyramid. You have seen several pyramids peeking out over the different buildings. And at some point you think she mentioned something about there being nine pyramids in this city. Um, and then finally you find yourself sitting in a large circular plaza. And uh, Henna says, Welcome, pilgrims, to the plaza of the goddess. And uh, she holds out both of her clawed hands in front of her, pointing at the a, a uh, uh, amazing building with a large golden dome in front of you. And she says, Behold, the dome of the divine face of Bastet. And she falls down to her knees and does some sort of little, like a little kind of yoga cat back, cat arch back uh, 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 thing and then stands back up with a, a, a look of just pure beneficence on her face. And uh, she says, welcome. I hope uh, I hope you enjoy your time in Perbesta. Thank you.